What's so special about that port is there used to be a female captain named Captain Jacqueline Douglas who ran a charter out of that same port for 35 years. And she retired at the age of 91. And I came the retiring year. So I was pulling out of the same port, looking up, and I'd be like, Zach, she's driving the boat. She's driving the boat. And we'd both turn over and see her. And here she is in a big old boat, 91 years old, cruising it like it's nothing, like a Cadillac. And I'm just, you know, you're just in awe of her presence every time she's around. And um, so that was pretty cool. So I came in kind of the same year she was retiring. And um, I'm really grateful for, like, to walk in her footsteps. I'm sure many female anglers in this area feel the same about her. And so do do the males. She's a respectable angler. And um, that's kind of where I am today. And that's how I got into this. That's all. Welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast, inspiring real women with a passion for fishing in the outdoors to go get their adventure on. Now, here's your host, Master Captain Angie Scott. Captain Virginia Salvador, welcome to the Woman Angler and Adventurer Podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited about this. Yeah, thanks for taking some time out. You uh, you just got off work. You're in your your car there, and yep. uh, I'm I'm actually in South Carolina, so I'm kind of on the road right now myself, out of my normal element here. We're uh, we were here at the Key West Boat de- uh, Factory in South Carolina, getting some modifications Ooh. done on the boat, which is exciting. And then from here, I'm hitting the road to Dallas to go fish the first uh, LBAA Women's Pro Bass Tour tournament of the year. So That's so uh, cool. <laughs> yeah, so everything's just kind of boom boom boom, but uh I'm 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 looking forward to it and I think I mentioned to you March is Women in Sports Month. And so Yeah. Yeah, so it's fitting to uh be able to feature you on the show this month because man, I've been following you on social media. And uh, it's pretty impressive what what you do. And I also have to say, I don't get the opportunity very often, unfortunately, uh, for whatever reason, to feature very many West Coast anglers on the show. So it's always super special to me when I do get the opportunity to do that. So uh, I'm excited to chat with you today. I appreciate that. And I'm glad to represent our coast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I yeah, when I when I found out about you, I was like, oh yeah, I've got to have her on the show. Um I saw you're based out of San Francisco now. And yeah. I uh I think we almost had the opportunity to possibly meet. Um I heard a rumor that you were maybe gonna be able to do the Academy Sports and Outdoors women's retreat that was in Jacksonville not too long ago. Um, yes. I was invited like three months prior and then the holidays came. It was just something I couldn't really get all the time off to do. Uh, I'm going to plan a little bit better for next year if they invite me again. But I was this close to meeting you. I was like, you're there. I'm going to be there. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That would have been so cool. It would have been. So small world, actually, you know, because I was planning on having you on the show. And then I found that out. And I'm like, man, that's crazy. So I know. Well, cool. Small world, actually. Yeah, totally. Fishing, fishing tends to be a little bit, you know, I mean, especially women in fishing too. Like absolutely, we, we all seem to kind of be connected and, and a lot of us support each other, which is awesome and, and super important. So, 
Um, but I want to uh, kind of introduce you to our audience. Um, like I said, I don't get a chance to feature West Coast anglers on the show as often as I'd like. And, you know, going forward, if you have anybody, any suggestions, like I'm always open to to that. It's just, I guess, maybe me being in Nashville and, and kind of going back and forth between there and Florida. I'm so far removed from that side, you know, so. Um, I but, know a lot. But, not lots, but awesome. I do know a few solid anglers. Okay. I mean, captains that are from all the way from Washington down to the Southern California coast. So we're pretty connected Perfect. on this coast. There really isn't as many as I see on the East Coast. Uh, Florida seems to have trillions, um, yeah. but <laughs> here it's it's it is less that you don't find yeah. them as much as your coast. I've I've seen. Why do you think that might be? Is it just a, is it a more um, like treacherous kind of situation or I think it's the weather too okay because I think I feel as though like you see a higher concentration of like female anglers in the warmer climates being very passionate and you find it a uh -huh. little bit less for the people that are in the freezing cuts you know what I mean <laughs> right you know you do have to be put in some situations that aren't easy to deal with and I think that sometimes that might stray people away from it a little bit more if it's freezing cold sure just a sure. thought or a theory. I mean, I it seems like Florida has a bunch, right? Yeah. I mean, I personally, that's why I'm so attracted to Florida is because I, well, I'm from Minnesota, believe it or not, originally, um, but I'm done with that. I've lived that for 21 years. I'm like, I I don't need that in my life. I <laughs> love the warmth. You want to be, be tan now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's the way to go for me anyways. I know there's some ladies out there that love that, the, the snow and the ice fishing and all that stuff. But yeah. Um, but, but introduce yourself to the audience, if you wouldn't mind. Just kind of tell us how you got, you know, you're, you're from California, from what I understand, and kind of how you got into fishing and, and becoming a captain. Okay. Hi, my name is Captain Virginia Salvador of Gatecrasher Fishing Adventures. Um, I'm based out of the San Francisco Bay Area, and during our saltwater season, season we are port in San Francisco on Fisherman's Wharf on the front row. And being in that area during that time of year, which is usually from June to October, we fish for king salmon, halibut, rockfish, lean cod, and all those delicious sustainable species. And then during our winter season from November to May, we travel up the river system back to Pittsburgh, California, and we fish for white sturgeon. What's pretty unique about our company um, compared to others is that we are strictly catch and release for white sturgeon. That is not a practice that's practiced here professionally in California. For mm -hmm. some reason, our fishery doesn't protect sturgeon like they do in the Pacific Northwest and like they do in Canada and other places. Um, here, for some reason, they're only listed as a, a species of concern. So um, there is a lot more harvesting going on here and the numbers are obviously showing. So as a company, all, we do not frown upon people that want to keep their catch. That's totally fine. But we offer a different experience on our boat and we implore you to come out and try it with us because we can teach you so much along the way and give you a different perspective of this fishery and um you know we we really do hope that you know more change happens because you have to protect your fishery you have to yeah. there are business partners you know and i do believe fishing is so much more than you know food for the table but i also am 
100% a sportsman uh, during my saltwater season and sustainable fisheries. I slay like everybody else. I <laughs> bloody ducks. Where are you? Yeah, here. But, um, <laughs> you know, I just during our winter season and moving to this other part of our system and how sensitive that population is, we just decided to do something different. And to be honest, it was kind of scary at first, but we've been embraced mm-hmm. and we've good. Uh, here we are six years later and going strong. So. Yeah. So I want to talk about the sturgeon fishing for sure. Um, How did you, to to just go back a little bit, like, how did you get into um, all of this? You know, like, yeah. Okay. Okay. That's kind of a fun story. Okay. Let me tell you about that. So about seven years ago, I moved back to California. I was a military spouse and I moved all around the United States, had a family and all that jazz. Unfortunately, different things happen in your life. And I came back home after all these years. And I, you know, I don't know if I really remembered who I was. Okay. Mm -hmm. Beyond being a mom and a wife and things like that. I did remember I loved fishing. I love being outdoors. I was raised on the water. So that's what I did. I came back home and I started fishing all the time. I started fishing from the shore. I, I wanted to learn how to catch all the different species in my fishery. And at first I really didn't know, but I just kept researching and meeting people and, and kind of just doing this thing where I was so obsessed. And I got this, like what I call a Yale education in fishing. I think that people, I'm very blessed, but people were embraced by my personality and me coming in and being so energetic and, and really passionate about this fishery that like a lot of people were really willing to teach me things. And I uh, was fishing on the shore with an old buddy and he was talking about going on this surgeon derby. And at the time I'd never done any derbies and I was like, well, that sounds fun. I mean, I wasn't like a pro or anything and I probably wasn't derby ready, (laughs) but (laughs) I didn't care. I wanted to experience it. I thought it was so cool and I wanted to be a part of it. And um, I tried to join his little crew uh, to go to this derby and uh, they wouldn't uh, let me. (laughs) Uh, At first I had to kind of like, I had to ask several times. I was like, can you please just tell your friend I want to go? And they were trying to encourage me like, well, maybe like next, next weekend or something. And you know, any other time you want to fish, like you can come on the boat. And I was like, no, I want to go to the derby. I want to experience the culture. Please let me go. So then my buddy calls my, um, now co-captain and said hey you know this girl she really really wants to go she doesn't want to go next weekend she wants to experience the derby and I have to ask one more time because she keeps begging me (laughs) so my but uh, captain Zach at the time says fine tell this girl to call me you know you have to think about it on his perspective he was in a derby for money he had his best crew his best guys on the crew you know and I was just some chick I guess you know so uh he he told his buddy, Hey, give me, make him call, make her call me. And so, I, you know, five minutes later, here I am ring, 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 ring. Hi. And, um, after talking on the phone, I convinced him to let me come to this derby. Um, and that's where I met him originally. So okay. after that and experiencing white sturgeon and that fight, it really was so exciting for me. It was challenging. It was, I think that was the best part about it is it's not easily attainable. And I wanted Mm -hmm. to learn so badly. And then the more I learned, the more I learned about the fishery and everything else. So from there, uh, Captain Zach, well, at the time was just 
a regular guy on the Delta, he, he allowed me to come out fishing with him. He taught me, you know, how to fish for sturgeon and things like that. At the time I was already kind of traveling for fishing and going to different places. I was trying to experience fishing on many different levels and different fisheries. And as I spent time fishing with him, I said, you know, he was retiring out of a hospice for 25 years being in that industry. And it's extremely stressful. And I I was a dialysis technician and, um, you know, I was just doing it in the medical field, but I told him that I do believe you have what it takes to be a really good captain. You have an, uh, an awesome system of fishing. He was really good at learn, uh, teaching people. He had a, uh, a presence about him that was really like, and a lot of people get, as a captain, you get kind of irritable and stuff and it's not easy to go fishing with you because it's hard to learn from guys that are irritable, you know? And he didn't really mm-hmm. have that kind of personality and So I told him, if you wanted to quit that job, I'll support you and I'll stand by you and I'll make sure that you're successful because this is my passion too. So we built this business together. We started grinding it out and here we are. Now we made it to Fisherman's Wharf, which is like literally the most iconic port in our area. Now we're on the front row and like what's super special too is like, what's so special about that port is there used to be a female captain named captain Jacqueline Douglas who ran a charter out of that same port for 35 years. And she retired at the age of 91 and I came the retiring year. So I was pulling out of the same port looking up and I'd be like, Zach, she's driving the boat. She's driving the boat. And we'd both turn over and see her. And here she is in her big old boat, 91 years old, cruising it like it's nothing, like a Cadillac. And I'm just, you know, you're just in awe of her presence every time she's around. And um, so that was pretty cool. So I came in kind of the same year she was retiring. And um, I'm really grateful for like to walk in her footsteps. I'm sure many female anglers in this area feel the same about her. And so, so do the males. She's a respectable angler. And um, that's kind of where I yeah. am today. And that's how I got into this. That's, so. that's amazing. I've been to uh, San Francisco a couple times. It's been uh, many, many years now. And I did get to go to Fisherman's Wharf. So I kind of have a visual in my mind that, you know, that is definitely yeah. an iconic area. It is. Um, I mean, you come out, you see Alcatraz, you go into the cool. Golden Gate. Yeah. Um, you know, just the food, the presence, just everything about it. The California coast, walk, coming out of the Golden Gate and seeing that beautiful California coast and catching these giant 30 pound king <laughs> salmon. I mean, it doesn't get better than that. Yeah. Uh, sounds amazing. So I want to touch on the sturgeon uh, specifically because. I, I know just from watching you online and whatnot that you definitely have a, a special place in your heart and a passion for this particular species. And so the people that do keep them, so so they eat them. Is that is that why they're keeping them? Okay, so there are many different factors that are affecting our fishery and our fish in our system um, right now. The the regulations are that you can keep three. Um, sturgeon between the sizes of 40 inches to 60 inches every year. Um, you know, but there are many other things that are affecting them. Water diver, uh, diversion, you have uh, environmental factors, you have poaching, you have uh, so many different fa- over harvesting, obviously things like this, but, um, there just hasn't been enough research to re- like, there hasn't been enough funding in the research to get the proof to show how bad this fishery is. And I don't know why that's the reason, because in other fisheries like 
Pacific Northwest and Canada, white sturgeon are preserved and conserved and absolutely thrive in those areas. And California is a little behind the curve on that for some reason. But what is so cool about um, the opportunity that we're getting now is that we are the first charter to ever um, start collecting data for the Department of Fish and Wildlife to show them the numbers in our fishery, to show them like really what's going on because with the current research they're doing now with dragging nets and stuff, they're not even getting maybe 15% of what we catch each year. So for them to put the scanning in our hands and us touch the fish and we release all of them, we're the perfect entity for research. So it's kind of this cool opportunity that we got because I have a bachelor's in biology and a minor in chemistry. Um, I do have a science background. So it gave me these special privileges of being able to, you know, scan fish and soon tagging fish. So I'm really grateful for this opportunity to just shed a little light of what we're seeing. Cause I got to tell you in the last six years, I have seen an immense change in my fishery immense. And mm. if we don't start changing now, it is not going to be here forever. Surgeon do not become um, grab or sexually active in, in the system until they're 17 years of age. 17 oh, wow. that's like a teenager and by that yeah. time they only become gravid or pregnant in the wild every four to five years and mm. if there's environmental factors that like lack of water and, and things like that that happen to them or, or when they're you know caught when they're exhausted beyond all belief sometimes they reabsorb those eggs and they don't get pregnant again for several years again the fish cannot put back into the system what we are taking and it's time mm -hmm. for us to take notice of this because if we don't now we're going to ruin the one thing we all love so much because sturgeon are the biggest fish in our fishery. And to us, they are our mud marlins and we love them. <laughs> so. Love your science around ties into your passion for fishing and, you know, the ability to hopefully create change and a positive impact for the, the sturgeon fishery there. Um, so Absolutely. besides them being so big, what, what is it that you, um, love so much about sturgeon? Oh, so many things. Um, their anatomy is incredible. Uh, their body. So they're lined a five rows down the body of the sturgeon of these scoots, these little sharp tooth like scales that are on the outside of their body that line up like diamonds down their body. You might've seen them in the pictures, but they're not just on mm -hmm. the sides. They're also like on the top and down on the belly makes it kind of hard to hold them because they can literally cut the heck out of you. Um, <laughs> I thought that was really cool to learn about them, the way they feed, the way they migrate. Um, the fact that they literally have survived everything this world has ever thrown at them and they've survived everything except mankind. They have been around since 245 mm. million years ago meaning they're not dinosaurs like their typical nickname that everyone gives them they're actually og dinosaurs they're from before the dinosaurs that's how wow. long they've lived on this earth so that's something I just want california to care <laughs> I, just, I just want us to have a little <laughs> bit of preservation for them in our area just a little bit of change that in the right direction you know i'm not asking for everyone mm -hmm. to give up their rights to eat them or anything like that i understand that but just a little compromise perhaps <laughs> so right. oh not only that okay so other things i love yeah about them. they have great their incredible fight um their anatomy is really interesting from their eyes to the way they feed underneath their mouth um i think they're cute I don't know why, but I do. I think they're cute from the wee babies, to the big old girls, you know, I, I just think they're, 
and they're the biggest fish in our system. I don't know. I think they're cool. Through and through. Amazing reasons to love the sturgeon. Um, And I saw you had uh, recently, uh, one of my previous guests on the podcast was Ashley Nicole Lewis, Badash Outdoors. I saw you get to go fishing with her recently. Talk a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, she came out fishing with me. Yeah, she came out fishing with me. So I... I met Ashley I cast a few years ago. Um, she was with a mutual friend of ours uh, from Yakima. And, um, you know, I was like, oh, I like your name. That's cool. <laughs> you know, I didn't really know her at the time, <laughs> but I did like your name. And um, I guess maybe after that, like we started following each other after I cast and, uh, you know, support, you know, liking our stuff and all that. But she ended up contacting me, I think, a couple, like a year later or something, because she was going to grad school in California. She didn't know anybody. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know me. And I was super excited to get another female angler that's super passionate about fishing here. And so me and my friend Annie kind of like, you know, welcomed her in and and let her join the crew. And, um, you know, we've gone fishing, kayak fishing together. And um, whenever I had a day, a crew day on the boat, I finally got a chance to invite her on the gate crasher. And she got to catch some huge fish. Um, she really got to... <laughs> you know, she took a whirl with them and it, it was cool to see. And it was really, she's got a great attitude, smart girl. So yeah, yeah you know, I really yeah, appreciate yes. her being here. Yes. So. She, uh, or you guys, or she did uh, put together a really great video from that uh, experience. So yeah, uh, she did. I'll, I'll share, share that in the show notes for this episode for anybody who missed it so they can go check it out. When you mentioned Annie, are you talking about Annie uh, Nagel? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I've had her on the show too. Oh, you did? Yeah, she's my kayak buddy. Awesome. We fish kayak. Yeah. So you guys I love how you know social media kind of brings us all together and um it does. That's great. Yeah. Are you gonna be at iCast this year? Are you planning on it? Yes. This year I plan on being there. Um last year I wasn't able to, but this year I do plan on going. So yeah, I'm really excited. It's good to see everyone again. Yeah. Yeah, well, we're yeah. we're trying to put together a women's event on Wednesday night. So if you're able to keep that free on your schedule, um, it might be off-site, uh, kind of just a relaxed, just mingle kind of a thing. So we're working on putting that together. That'll be fun. So well, I would love to go. Absolutely, yeah, I would love we'll, to we'll meet keep more you. female. We'll keep That'd be cool. Awesome. You know, there's this Facebook group that um, uh, we're in called Women of the Fishing Industry or Outdoor Industry or something. Yeah. That's another place I've really connected with a lot of like the strong females and on a nationwide level. And mm-hmm. I've really enjoyed seeing all these passionate women all around the nation, you know. So there, there's another place yeah. I've really connected with females. And I was so excited to do a podcast run by a female angler, too, you know, because people ask me to do podcasts and I don't always have a whole lot of time, but if it's like for something that I'm passionate about, I'll make the time for it. And I was really grateful that you asked me to be on the show. So. Oh, I'm glad that you, uh, I'm honored you took the time to be on. Um, Cause I, I highly recommend everybody that's listening or watching, go follow you on Instagram or uh, Facebook because it, you, what you do is so inspiring to me. You know, I, I fish bass tournaments and sometimes 
you know, I, I think about like this tournament I've got coming up in Dallas, it's on a lake that it can get pretty wild out there if there's like wind and weather and stuff like that. But I think about somebody like you that's, you know, going out into the, the ocean and, and doing this stuff <laughs> and, and see what, what you do is just super inspiring. So uh, keep keep it up on social media because, you know, that's what we need. We need women um, sharing their stories and adventures to inspire other women, women to get more involved. And so I just love what you're doing. I thank you. I appreciate that. I think that it's super important to get really good outer weather gear. I'm going to mention, mm-hmm. mention that because, um, a lot of people might be deterred by weather and things like that, but they make incredible stuff on the market now for women. They are really branching out. I mean, Grundens has really expanded their female line and I wear several layers of their clothing. And I got to tell you, I feel invincible out there. When you have the appropriate gear to keep you weatherproof, you could be out there all day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's that saying? There's no such thing as bad weather, just bad clothes or something like that. I've heard before. <laughs> So, right. Yeah. Well, do you have anything uh, you want to share coming up this year or anything about the, the charters? And you, you kind of talked about what your what your year looks like as far as what your fishing season to season. But um, anything you want to share coming up? Um, let me see. What, what is this year? So this month I'm going to have like this cool little mini documentary release with Grundens. They did like a short little film with us and oh, cool. we got to introduce like what we're all about and that's pretty exciting. Um, so I'm doing a campaign with them this month and, um, ICAST, I'm definitely going to go to ICAST. Um, just working on the boat and trying to get in some recreational fishing here and there. I have a goal of catching more trout on my kayak. That's a goal. I want okay. I want to catch okay. more trout on my days off. So that's kind of my nice. goal, personal goal. Where do you go fishing for trout? Oh, Lake Berryessa. Okay. So on a lake. That's where I'm. Tr- yeah, I'm trying to really like. There's. It's my home lake. It's the lake that's closest to my where I live, and I grew up on that lake. I mean, I've been bass fishing since I was a kid. You know. Um, my dad wasn't a fisherman or anything like that, but all my brothers and cousins were. So that's what we did. We fished from shore. And so now that I have a kayak and I have an old town kayak, which is this beautiful, like Cadillac of a kayak. And so I've caught sturgeon on, I've (laughs) caught several species, but I want to learn how to target trout, like in a, like off planers and go deeper and like learn how to do that on my kayak a little bit better. Mm -hmm. Um, I haven't really had a whole lot of experience doing that. So it's kind of my own little personal thing. I want to I just want to get better at trout. I know everyone probably had, okay. has tons of experience as a kid catching trout, but I was more of a bass girl, you know? I'm really starting to get more into trout now in my later, like, as I've gotten older. So it's my little goal for myself. <laughs> awesome. Well, we'll continue to follow you on social media. I'll put links in the show notes so people can check it out. Facebook, uh, Instagram, Unforgettable Virginia. And uh, thank you so much for taking some time to be on the show. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. And I can't wait to see you at ICAST. Yes, I look forward to that.